0: Welcome back to another edition of the Larimore Podcast. My name is Ryan Larimore. Joining me today is is a good friend of mine, uh, Troy Feldbosch. Troy is the father of three, two daughters and one son. Troy, how are you doing?
1: Great. Thank you, Ryan. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: No, I appreciate you joining me. Um, I, I When I started this, um, I was really excited at the feedback that I got, and... Uh, when you get that kind of feedback, sometimes I think you get nervous because people can be really excited about something on Facebook. And then when you're like, "Hey, let's do it, uh, you know, it, it might waver. And you know we had a couple hiccups in, in terms of getting this scheduled, but I really appreciate it uh, you know um, following through with with your excitement and, and being able to join me here. So today's podcast uh, is it's gonna get a little bit difficult later. We're gonna be as uh, as open as we can and we're gonna talk about the issue of fertility um, but that's uh, we'll we'll get there we're gonna kind of ease into it uh but but just so you know if if that's something you're going through or something that that you're curious about this is gonna be a good you know shared experience for you uh but like I said we'll get to that in just a sec All right so let's start with this uh as as someone who's going to be a dad uh very soon. Uh, you have two daughters and a son. We'll get to your son in, in a sec. Sure. Uh, but as far as having daughter, a daughter or daughters, what's it like to, to be a dude, a man, and then all of a sudden have this um, um, young girl come into your life and be responsible? Because thus far, at least from where I'm sitting, I know and I grew up with sisters. I have no idea how I'm going to raise this girl <laughs> right uh, so so I guess did you share that feeling going in and and uh what are some of the dynamics of having a daughter?
1: yeah, I mean, right off the beginning, right from the beginning, you know, I felt like you um because like Jake, we didn't know if we were gonna have a boy or a girl, so we were completely were surprised. surprised, okay, totally and completely surprised
0: now real quick you've had you've had three.
1: Have you gone with the surprise each time? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> okay. Because we wanted to find out, you know, did we need to restock? Uh, uh, okay. Did we need to switch uh, up the uh, nursery, so to speak? So, yeah, with the other two, with Bradley and Ella, we found out what we were having before the birth. Okay, um, But, yeah, I mean, when they hand you this precious angel that's newly born, you know, it you are... For me, it was a, a, a real surprise, a shock, because in our family, you always have a boy first. Like, I'm the oldest. My dad was the oldest. You know, my mom has a brother that is the oldest. So I was completely wrong, because I thought, I'm having a boy first. Everybody has a boy first.
0: You thought, and gut feeling the whole time. Gut like you're feeling. Like, oh,
1: it's definitely. Um, it's a boy. I put a stem on the apple. I, you know, this is a boy. There's no doubt in my mind. So after that initial shock, right, of having a girl, but, you know, it could not have wanted it to be any different. It, it is an amazing experience. And I think one of the things I shared with you is seeing that bond between your wife and and the daughter, right? Yeah. There, there's like an immediate bond there. Um, but I will tell you don't let your dudeness not come <laughs> out because it, it, it definitely, you know, I dressed her in tiger's stuff. I dressed her in lion's stuff. I had an that Iron Maiden <laughs> onesie. Okay. I mean, don't.
0: No, absolutely. Be so, afraid. It, it's funny you say that because, um, uh, when when we found out that we were having a daughter at the ultrasound, uh, we went right to Target to the registry and started that right. And my wife hands me a, a, the little gun or whatever, and I like hardly scanned anything. But the the one thing I did scan was this uh, deterrent lion's onesie. And it, it, we actually we ended up buying uh, at the store that day a uh, a tiger's onesie as well. But the first thing I scanned was this lion's onesie. And then they on Target, they have this little checkbox to say, like, you know, is this is a must-have, and I, like, <laughs> checked it. And so that was the first thing on the registry, and it was the only thing marked must-have. So, like, I, I can just imagine, like, you know, my wife's family going in and going, like, Lion's gear. Like, I bet Ryan put must that have. out there. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, because they always give me crap for being a Lion's fan. uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, it, it's, it's funny you say that just because – um that's something you know r- regardless of of gender i think you can share and and if they like that later great if not fine but uh yeah i i'm i certainly haven't been afraid of that to this point
1: yeah and and i um and got her involved in sports both watching and participating in sports right away um I think one of my proudest moments as a dad was when she would come downstairs as a toddler and say, Dad, I want to watch the Tigers with you. And actually, I was feeding her a bottle when Maglio hit the (laughs) walk-off against the A's, right? So you can imagine you're holding your daughter, feeding her this bottle when, you know, for the first time in, you know, 19 years, the Tigers have made it back to the World Series. And just... Not being able to move because she was basically <laughs> asleep in my arms. So I mean, those are the kind of things that you you'll experience, and and it's it's magical. It really is.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about like even just uh, you know middle of the night Red Wings overtime yelling. I'm gonna <laughs> right. have to you know take that down a notch. Exactly. Um, but uh, that's in, now uh, Olivia's 11 now. Um, ha- has she continued her love for sports? Like does Absolutely. she play sports?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, she'll come down all the time. Hey, you know, let's watch golf, Daddy. I want to watch golf. She watches with you. golf. She watches golf. Good so, for her. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's truly you know amazing, and and I think you know you you deal with the you know the shows that they want to watch so much, right? And then they, it's almost like their way of giving back. Hey, Dad, let's watch something that you want to watch for once. <laughs> for once, I.
0: Man, I hope that's the case, because uh, what a quick detour as far as children's shows goes. I feel like people I've talked to have all had, had the ones they absolutely
1: hate. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Which children's shows do you hate? You know, I, I didn't hate any of them because you watched them so much that if you did hate them, you would go crazy. <laughs> okay. But I would say like the theme song to Caillou kind of stuck in my (laughs) head to the point where I never wanted to hear that song ever again, as long as I live.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've heard i I've heard Caillou high on a lot of people's (laughs) list, whether that be the, the uh, theme song or the actual show. So that's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, So, and and, as far as having a daughter, like going into it, what were you, what, like, did you have an expectation or I guess what has
1: surprised you since? I I think the, the really, the thing that surprised me is what I brought up a little bit earlier was just that bond that you see between your wife and your, your daughter. Um, especially, you know, I think we talked about if, if there's breastfeeding, you'll see that like that bond. And I mean, to me that was truly amazing, uh, to see in person live. Um, and I will warn you, don't be alarmed if her first words are mom, right? Okay. Because, you know, that that's probably going to be the case because, you know, the other thing too, I think that's unfortunate for from a man's perspective is that right after the child is born, you're like shuffling back off to work and yeah. mom gets to have a little bit of extra kind of that alone time to build that bond, right? You know, the the paternity leave or maternity leave. Um so don't, I would say don't, and I think this is one of the things I brought up, don't let that bother you, right? Like everybody says, oh, daddy's little girl, daddy's little girl. But, you know, you'll you'll see sometimes that they're, that bond between mother and daughter is very strong. But as she gets older, I'm telling you, she she will become daddy's little girl.
0: Well, especially I, I feel like, um, and maybe because of the, I'm going to be susceptible to uh being wrapped around her finger oh I think. for sure uh I, I already like even with i've had uh, a niece and when she asked me for something i'm like yeah yeah let's sure. do that and her mom's like what i'm like i uh. so yeah i there's not room for a pony in my backyard <laughs> but i think if we move the garage we can make it work Absolutely, is what i'm saying yep uh, so yeah i guess what are there do you have any like uh like a a good example of maybe something you've just been like, (laughs) okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, Do you have a pony
0: in your backyard? Not yet.
1: No. But, you (laughs) know, we do have a pool. We have a playscape. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, the basement looks like a Toys R Us exploded in the basement. (laughs) I mean, there's, you know, every conceivable doll, toy, Barbie that you could think of in the basement. So,
0: yeah and you were you were telling me that that started as your space? It started. Yes, that yeah. was
1: the ultimate goal. Like I wanted to have a man cave with a sports bar with lots of memorabilia cuz I've you know through my time, you know, I'm a huge sports fan like you. I've I've collected tons of memorabilia and it's like all crammed in this one little corner of the house. Troy's corner. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know that is invaded as much as any other room. I'm constantly tr- picking up toys and stepping on Legos and you know oh, all those fun things. <laughs> Lot to look forward to. Yes.
0: No. As as I was telling you when you got here, like the the space we're in now in my basement used to be an entire room. So I've yeah I've already begun. Um, You've started the process. Uh, yeah, the, the surrendering property. I guess exactly. land is the best way to put it. So. Yeah, it'll. Uh, we'll get there. But uh, for now, I have this lovely basement. It doesn't. I we have a. I have a smell thing, so it doesn't smell bad. It's. It's. We're good. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything's good down here.
1: Just made. Just uh, w- let's check back in in a couple years and see how things. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, like I said, we'll be doing this from the garage,
1: right? It'll be
0: February. I'm like, here's your here's your sweater. Uh, thanks for coming. Um. No, but it, yeah, it's. Uh, more than I'm more than happy uh, to secede that, but it's just one of those things where you're like, all right, well, the has started all downhill from here. Exactly as far as sacri- like as far as yeah, I don't Space. mean it as a derogatory thing, right? But, uh so yeah, um, so uh, we mentioned your son Bradley. Um, biggest difference as far as now, uh, this is subjective, or you know, it depends on the person, right? Mm-hmm. But. Biggest difference in for you in terms of uh, a girl versus a
1: boy. The biggest difference that I found was with potty training. Believe it or not, okay. it seems like girls are much easier. They I don't know if you've heard that through talking with other folks, but it seems like girls are cleaner. Like they want to, f- <laughs> and boys, <Okay>. it's like <laughs> you know, well, you know. I, hey, I know Dad's going to change me anyway, so you know. <laughs> I mean, what's the big rush? Um, but. That was like one of the big things where it seems like you know the girls, as far as like wanting to have that done, get it over with, get potty trained, no more, you know, pull ups at night. Let's just uh, get rid of that altogether. Where boys, it feels like it takes a little bit longer. That was a big difference. Huh?
0: Yeah, I I, I did not expect that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. As like I said, I have I have well, I grew up. <laughs> This is a different podcast. I grew up with two sisters. I have three sisters, but I I I know that at least in my household, we reacted to things differently. Oh sure. Are you finding, you know, do you have to be more stern with your son versus you know maybe at least my I, my sisters? If you raised their voice, tears they crumbled. Right? Yeah, crumble immediately as as to where I am thick headed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I needed to you know. A good stern voice. Is that the case for you too? Or?
1: It, you know, I have found as I've gotten older and I've, you know, now have three children that are tweens, right, that yelling just does not do much. It, it's the removal of goods and services, right? Okay. Like, okay. you know, no technology, you know, no iPad time. I mean, those are, you know, you can yell and scream all you want, but I'm telling you, that that takeaway of technology, the takeaway of, you know, toys, that, that's huge. And I hope they're not listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're not afraid to go back to yelling. No. Right. Um. When,
1: I mean, when it's absolutely necessary. Because, I mean, I, I have to admit it. You know, at first I was a yeller because I thought that was the way for me to get my point across. And now I just I see that it's it's not as, I don't know you know, successful as yeah. just t- taking away certain things. But uh, to, to your question, like I notice that sometimes my son in a lot of ways is more sensitive than my daughter's. So like if I raise my voice to him, it seems like he gets more upset even than my daughters do. So he's probably like me, a big softie. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah, I can, I can absolutely see that. And, and honestly it, it's, it's going to be different per child, right? Like right. No, no setup's going to be the same, but it, it's always interesting to hear just, you know, how different dynamics play into each other. You just brought up technology and iPads, and that's something I hadn't even thought of all that hard. As my daughter's daughter at this point grows up, your daughters and son grow up, that's that's going to be something that's so much more already integrated into their lives Uh, compared to even, even like when I was little, I mean, we had a computer, but it was like in a room in the house and you had to like, uh, make sure no one else was on the phone to use it. (laughs) Right. So we're to the point now where I, I know my niece is, she has like her own little tablet and, and you know, she's, she's not on it all the time, but it's something she does it seems like kids always want to be on them. Is mm-hmm. is that something you deal with? And, yeah, absolutely. How have you
1: how have you handled that? You you just have to you know limit the time as much as you can. I mean, there is um, so much of it, right? And and a lot of times they'll bring up the excuse, well, it's for school, or it, you know, and then on you'll see that they're on Snapchat, right? So <laughs> I mean, these are uh, the things that you definitely have to deal with. And what I do is I have password. Passwords that protect, you know, our gadgets. I have – we can set time limits on, you know, the things that they possess, like, you know, their tablets. You can set, like, time limits. So, I mean, those are the things that, you know, we do to monitor the the exposure and how much they're on it.
0: Does it seem to a, a, affect your social – or their social abilities? Or, like, is that something you can even gauge because it's just what they've always been around?
1: Yeah, I, I think – not so much them, but it it feels like a lot of their friends too are, are so involved that it's almost like they're trying to catch up. We we try to limit it as much as possible. And we've seen, you know, sometimes with other parents and with other kids that there are no limits, no restrictions. Yeah. Like and so we kind of like reel them in, like, hey, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, you want it to be more the way that you have it versus all the time free reign.
0: Yeah, it almost I mean, it almost seems like it could be a real easy button as far as like, hey, the kids are quiet; they're over there doing whatever. But I, it, it, it's important, obviously. And but, I quick caveat: this is not a advice show per se, right? Like, what the hell do I know? Um, but I, I do, I do like to hear other people's experiences with this. Um, so when I get on my soapbox here in a sec, you can just throw the information away because, again, I don't know anything. But I just, (laughs) as I step onto it. uh, No, but I just, I just feel like that is something that um, you have to learn how to interact with people. And I, I do see that even, even in older kids now, that person to person is, is affected. And the further we go down the line here, the more integrated it's going to be. And, and, you know, my daughter is not going to know an age where that wasn't a thing at all. Like, you know, we just, it's always there so um in the back of my mind that's something i'm thinking about and just how do you even you know it, you have you're i'm going to have to make and it sounds like you do make a conscious effort to make sure that they're off the screen and and maybe talking to each other or yep i mean you know, if whatever. you if
1: you talk to you know doctors pediatricians <laughs> they'll tell you you know like an hour total a day is recommended and i mean that includes you know, TV, iPhone, yeah. iPad, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, the, e, there, there's, like, pretty strict guidelines. And if you think about it, that's like two shows of Caillou, right? And, <laughs> and they've got their hour.
0: And what about, like, uh, is that counting homework? I mean, I guess you're not the doctor, right? But is that counting homework? Because I imagine a lot of
1: homework is uh, screen-driven now, too. A lot of it is, but it's a lot of it you can print as well. So, like, you can go onto the printer. It's not like they're physically having to be on it to do their work, right? And I know, like, my daughter, Olivia, she she takes a computer class now in middle school, right? So, I mean, you know, I would guess that that wouldn't count towards that. It's more like, you know, spare free time.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) I just know that... When you're going to do work and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. and you're in, you know, you fall in a YouTube hole for two exactly. hours. Um, not at work, though. That would be unnecessary. No no one does a that. A waste of time and uh, money. And uh, I would never do that. But, you know, it, I'm sure it happens to some people. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, that's an interesting dynamic that I kind
1: of knew about in the back of my mind. But when you mentioned it, I was like, hey. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's be a definitely thing I have to worry about. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, just something to monitor. You know, I mean, just something because to your point, you want them to not be socially awkward, right? You want them to not have to be have their face in a screen to be entertained all the time. And yeah. I, and I think this past weekend, you know, it was gorgeous. You know, and I would come inside. Wife and I are outside. Come inside, and the kids are on an iPad or whatever. I am like. Get outside because the snow's going to be flying. There's going to be plenty of time yeah. to be doing that kind of stuff. You know, let's get outside and enjoy this beautiful day. So
0: they're almost to the. And I don't know if parents still do this anymore, but do you I mean it sounds like you just kicked them out. But did you say like don't come back until the <laughs> street lights come on? No,
1: no, nothing yeah. like that. Okay, yeah.
0: My my mom's done that a few times where like especially on like a Saturday she's like trying to clean the house and we're you know getting in her way and she'd be like go outside. Out. Yep. And then, yeah, she she would lock the door behind us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically. And, I mean, we were fine with it. But, it like, it wasn't that long ago. But it seems like it, even, in like, looking around my neighborhood, I don't really see kids just, like, Plain. wandering around anymore. Right. So that's kind of...
1: Yeah, I mean... What do they do? When you and I were kids, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, 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 again, get off my lawn. I feel like, you know, the old man. But... I mean, we play baseball from dusk till dawn, you know, for dawn to dusk. Um, And I don't see that. Like, I see the baseball fields empty. I mean, you know, again, like you said, this is probably another talk for another day. But it just feels like there is so much time spent on technology and not enough outside that, Hmm. you know, it's just something, like you said, to monitor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, but yeah, I it just I, I think that stuff's equally as as important as like homework a lot of, in a lot of cases too because uh, you know you, your imagination is at work a lot of times if you're climbing a tree and you know pretending Lord knows what or um, maybe that's how you find out you love a sport is just being outside and you know kicking a ball around.
1: I think some parents too though rely on it for almost like babysitting. Like to your point, like I don't want be bothered with Johnny right now. So I'm going to give him my phone and I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. So I think there's some of that in it too, where we, you know, my wife and I are very involved and we don't want to have technology raise our kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I not to say like, it's okay. It's okay once in a while. And I'm, you know, I'm sure everyone does that, but yeah, there's, there's a balance and you have to figure out the balance. Um, At least that's where I'm at. You know, I've, figured out a lot of things on YouTube. So maybe just someone's like raise my child on YouTube and then it does it. I don't know. That's probably, I, again, not an advice podcast, but that's probably wrong. Right. Uh, I would say, I'm yes. going to go out on a limb and say that that's not how you parent. <laughs> but if you found the right YouTube channel,
1: maybe. Nah, yeah.
0: I mean, if, yeah, if I can fix my air conditioner, you know, you can figure out puberty. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I went there. <laughs> Uh, so eh, quick aside here. I took these cough drops and they made my mouth numb, and now they're unnumbing, and my mouth is just like all over the place. So when I mess up words, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, That said, so let's let's kind of flip into again. I can't. There's no good. No good segue. There's (laughs) yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. No, that's not a good segue either. I got nothing, and we'll just do it. Before you had your three lovely children, it didn't come so easy, and I think what a lot of people figure out, or at least what I figured out on your way into parenthood is that there are so many different ways to become a parent, and it's not, it's not what we all imagine, I think, when you grow up, you're like, oh, I'm going to meet my wife, and then we're going to decide when we want to have kids, and then when you decide when you want to have kids, you have a kid. And that's, you know, one of millions of different ways it can happen. But what, what you had informed me of, and, and I'm glad you shared it with me, is that you guys actually uh, struggled with fertility. I, uh, I guess uh, it's an interesting place to go, but,
1: like, there's no, like, start per se. Right. If you had to start this somewhere, I guess, where would you start? Well, I would start by just echoing exactly what your sentiments are. Like, you know, you think – Slash assume that you just snap your fingers and you can get pregnant, right? Kind of what I equate it to is that I spent, you know, nineteen years of my life <laughs> avoiding yeah. uh, pregnancy, and then you know all <laughs> of a sudden it's like, okay, it's good now. We <laughs> can we can
0: make this happen. Oh, uh, that's a, such a funny dynamic. <laughs> we, that's yeah. I we kind of same thing. I Kayla and I have been together for. or over 10 years now and so it is kind of funny to just be like oh we okay we've now we're ready we're
1: working on it all right right exactly so um we did exactly that like you said you know we got married we built a house together and we just thought that once we get our house built that's when we're, I mean, it's just instantly going to happen. And all you have to do is just snap your fingers and yeah. it'll happen. We're ready. It's time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it does not always work out that way. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, you know, obviously tried for a long time, I would say a couple of years without much success, uh, any success. Um, so I guess again, this isn't an advice show, but my advice, if I was giving it, would be, it, when you're ready, just for the heck of it, go get tested, right, and make sure that everything is, yeah, working, working. properly. Yeah, um, and I think again, another big misconception is is that it's the woman, right? Like she's the one that. You know, because the guy has very little, (laughs) in my case, uh, to do with it. Um, So you think that, you know, it's got to be your wife that's the issue, right? And again, I never played the blame game, but you just were like, you know, I I got to see it. I'm a man, right? Right. Exactly. Back to the old stem on the apple. That almost
0: turned into a Tim Allen bit. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right.
1: Um, and my wife did get tested, and they did find that she had endometriosis. Right, so you know she had a surgery to to clear that up, and again, once again, we thought, snap the fingers, and it's going to happen. Yep,
0: yep. Um, and real quick, can you explain endometriosis? It's without getting too in
1: there, right? Um, very thick lining. Uh, if you will, uh, of the uterus. Okay. Um, for a long time, she had very heavy and painful menstrual cycles, and okay. they thought that that was kind of part and parcel with that issue. Okay. Um, so, again, she has the surgery. We think game on. You know, get put the puck in the net. No worries, <laughs> right? You know, trying to make this as much of a sports yeah. show as we can, um, but. She, again, no success, right? And n- not even a, um you know, no conception, right? Cause, right. And, and what you don't realize is that how few pregnancies make it through to the full yeah. term, right? I yep. mean, it's like because of things that happened that you might not even know had happened, right? So it truly is a miracle to yeah, begin and, with.
0: Well, and that's, yeah, that's something, um, and I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but my wife and I, Kayla and I have gone through two miscarriages. And, um, and yeah, that's that's something we found out as well is that, as I, I mean, especially uh, from the miscarriage standpoint, you find out, A, how many people have gone through it, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on that, for you for you guys in a sec too uh but b just how many pregnancies if you will for lack of a better term because you know they might not be viable but it's still a pregnancy how many of them just don't make it and and people might not even know right it might just end right um and that's just something that uh, until you have to think about it you just you never no one tells you that and and that's kind of what this podcast is about, right? Is I'm hoping someone can at least say, all right, no one told me that, but I, you know, I did hear it. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) after this procedure and still not any success, um, I mean, I watched my wife give herself shots, take pills. I mean, all the things that she went through and it really, for us made our bond even stronger because I thought to myself, man, man, This woman not only does she kind of like me, like she wants to keep me around, and she wants to have a child with me, like really bad. Like she wants to have, (laughs) right? She wants me to be a father. And how long?
0: How long had this had this been thus far? Like from the time you tried to the time um, after the surgery, and you're trying again.
1: It's like two years, and and
0: that's that's certainly some time to pass and especially women have a biological clock and they are aware of it and that's broadly speaking but I, everyone I've spoken to has noticed that they notice let's just put it that way um, but so I, I'm sure it was feeling even if it wasn't necessarily urgent did it start to kind of feel urgent
1: oh absolutely yeah like and, and to your point you know we had built our house we had checked everything off the list that we had wanted to accomplish. And we just thought that this would happen, you know, immediately. Um, so what I would say again, I, I, you know, just again, not to make it like an advice show, but go get tested if you're a guy and don't make it like you're losing your manhood by getting tested. And, and that's when we've, when i made the decision hey let's go get things checked out that's when we found out that i also had a problem and i had a surgery to correct it and then it was at that point that we were able to conceive yeah.
0: so it, it it takes two to tango mm-hmm. and you know it, everyone can have issues now cuz you mentioned the blame game um and you also mentioned that uh that you actually felt like your bond was stronger while you're going through this cuz you, you felt like she was committed and you were committed. But I, I, I wonder, and, and you know, whether you went through this or not, I, I feel like there's got to be somewhere in there um, in your mind maybe where this is a huge checkbox in a lot of people's lives, right? So as as supportive as you can be at the same time, it, isn't there – is there something in your mind maybe that just kind of says, like, oh, man, like what if I don't get to check this box? Mm-hmm. And And you don't even – consider it until it kind of happens and you're just like, oh, man, like that's a pretty important box, but you have to weigh it against all the rest of your life. Obviously, no matter what, I'm committed to my wife um, and, and you are too, but I think a lot of that's that's an issue. And a lot of people dream a certain dream. And if you can't check that box, like that is an issue. Did it ever, I mean, not to get too far into like marriage, questions or anything like that. But like, I mean, that's, that's something that you guys talked about. Like, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, um, I would say never played the blame game, but, um, you know, we really just made a team effort, right? Like we were like, we're going to make this happen. And I'll, I'll never forget when I went to go and have my surgery that the doctor said to me, there is no doubt in my mind that you two are going to be parents. So, I mean, that immediately kind of took any of that mounting pressure away. Like, you know, of course, there was some where my wife would say, you know, I kind of knew we should have had you checked out sooner, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right? Right? But but it was never, like, spiteful or it was just like, hey, if we had to do this over again, (laughs) you know, maybe you should have got checked too. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that makes complete sense to me. So, uh, so you get the surgery and voila.
1: Yeah. Now, we, so I was also taking, you know, medication like testosterone type stuff to, you know, build up. Can I ask what the surgery was? Sure. Um, it was what they call a varicoseal repair. So, basically, what it is is I had a, a varicose vein that led down to the factory as my doctor called it. <laughs>
0: now, hold on. <laughs> Cuz okay, so you said you listened to the one with Jake uh yeah. you know from a few weeks back or whatever. His doctor referred to his son's um as the Twig and berry, Right. And now mm. your doctor's calling it the factory. The factory, right. Where are we finding these <laughs> doctors that are using nicknames? I don't know. I, I'll let you know, I guess, if, if I run into that. For and, sure. Jeez, sorry. And he, that. He, he,
1: and he, like his exact quote to me after that was, if the factory is too hot, the product is no good. So, I mean, these, okay. these, this is my doctor telling me, and I'm like, is that a technical? Like, where can I look that up in the Journal of Medicine? But so what was happening? Thanks for ruining EMU football for me. Right. What was happening? You know, you, you're a hockey player. I, I played hockey, um, still do from time to time. And you I'd get done skating, and I would notice that, like, one side – was bigger than the other without getting too graphic. Right. Yeah. And what the doctor said was, is that blood was flowing down, but it wasn't flowing back up because of this varicose vein in the factory. Okay. So I went in for a surgery to repair that. um, And it, so what, when I got tested, what they found is that I had what they call bad morphology. So like, My guys had two heads, two tails, uh, not swimming. They were deformed, right? So that's what we were dealing with. And after I had the surgery, it corrected itself.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, and that's. I mean, that's um, that's about as as good as that story can go, right? (laughs) Right. Great, your your sperm swims now, right? Exactly. Hooray! um, Well, let me ask you this have other people come up to you or I guess how open with this at the time were you? Like we, did you guys kind of keep it to yourselves or like you were pretty open about it? Yeah,
1: we were very open. I mean, um, and we both had great friends and great support teams that, you know, we would tell them all the stuff that was going on and it, it was very, everybody was very supportive, you know? So yeah, we shared a lot of what we were going through to our friends, family,
0: did you find when you started to share that like more people had stories like yours oh, or absolutely. like similar stories? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, it can be like, this can be a lonely event if you don't tell anyone. And it's at, at least in, in my experience with the miscarriage. like if you don't tell anyone, you and your wife can, um, you can be on this little Island together. But if like, and not to say you have to share every little detail, but it's it's amazing this how much this kind of stuff happens. And um, and just by being a little bit open about it, I, I think you start to hear stories of other people, in a lot of cases, who have been successful afterward. And I think that's really important for people to hear because uh, especially in that time, you just feel like, you know, this is either the end or, like, you have so many doubts that, like, hearing successful stories and... and I appreciate you coming on and sharing yours. It helps people go through it. Now, that's not to say there are going to be people who don't, you know, get to be successful. But, you know, I I think hearing that is is important too, right? But I think it is important for people to hear that there are successes after this. So I'm so glad that you, you know, have come on to, to share that, I guess. And so was it pretty smooth sailing after that?
1: Yeah, very smooth. Like, And I'll never forget another thing that my doctor had said was after I had my surgery, he said, I, I'm predicting right now that you will be back in five years to have a vasectomy. Oh and, God. I mean, when you have no children and your wife is not pregnant... Of vasectomy is the farthest thing from your mind. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, he could have told me you're going to hit the lottery or win the Masters, and I would have believed him more, <laughs> more than, so than, that, yeah. than that, right? But I, I, I'm telling you, he, he nailed it, because it was like five years, almost to the day, after I had my varicose repair, that I was back for the snip, <laughs>
0: He, uh, he wasn't gambling on that or anything. Was it? <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I will tell you, and this may just be circumstance, happenstance, whatever you want to call it. But I have two children that were born in June. And I was in Disney World the previous <laughs> September. Okay. Both <laughs> pregnancies. Yeah. Okay. Carry yep. The yep. One. Do the okay. math. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I firmly believe there's something in the water, in the you know they want to keep the till flowing, so to speak, right? So we, those teacups don't ride themselves. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, Tinker Bell is not, you know, buying her own slippers. That's for sure. <laughs> so I, I, you know, that was yeah. that's one thing that the, my wife and I joke about is we chalk up the uh, the last two children to uh, the Magic Kingdom, so oh, to there speak.
0: You go. Uh yeah, <laughs> can't wait to tell my daughter this. Uh, day after St Patrick's Day, Look <laughs> hey. at the Irish. Yep,
1: something mm.
0: like that. Um, so that yeah, I don't know why I just shared that, but oh well. You did, honey. If you're listening, yeah. Oh well.
1: And you know, um, with Olivia, we went through what they call an IUI. Right, which is what they call I, for lack of a better term, I called it a turkey baster, right? Uh-huh. Where they, <laughs> it wasn't in vitro, but it's basically they take the guy stuff and inject it basically right into the red zone, so to speak. <laughs> I, I'm trying sports anyway uh, yeah, that I no, can. Yeah,
0: no, we uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm okay with medical terms, but I'm I'm finding that sports terms are almost more fun. Right, exactly, um, and. W- uh, I almost want to put a dictionary together now and just maybe we'll keep that going. The red zone. Right.
1: So I I'm mean, right ahead. on the goal line, right? I'm an adult. <laughs> right. So, um, we kind of envisioned that we would have to go through that same process again. Right. And we didn't for the last two. So, I mean, that, that so that did change because we, again, thought we'd gone through all this. We're going to have to go through all this again. And then, to have my daughter be like nine months old and for my wife to say, I'm not feeling right. I feel kind of how I felt when I was pregnant the first time. And for her to be pregnant again, that quick, I mean, that was just, you know, again, (laughs) you know, came as a a definite surprise and it's been an amazing blessing for sure.
0: That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's fantastic. That's, um, it's, it's amazing how stuff that you might have otherwise taken for granted, you're all of a sudden like just the feeling of being pregnant and she, you know, not that you take that for granted, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but something that seems like it happens so easily. Um, and you know, in some people's cases does happen easily for them. And then all of a sudden it, you know, it happens the way it's supposed to. And it's just this amazing, you know, feeling that you didn't think you're going to get to feel it's it's incredible that um, the way that can that can change your life in ways you didn't expect. You know, uh, five years ago, right?
1: Like,
0: particularly, you know, in in that timeline. I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that. Um, you had also mentioned that um, that Olivia's birth didn't go as as smoothly as as you'd hope Uh, obviously everything's yeah it it went fine (laughs) yeah right (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) right but uh but what happened with that because it you know it's a little it's different than what we're talking about a little bit but sure um i'm someone who i like um i like all the information and i'll decide to do it what what to do with it and um and as you mentioned in our emails back and forth that you know this is kind of a scary story but um, I, I I think this is another one of those experiences that is important to be shared.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Olivia's due date was January fourteenth, so you know it, it got to be January twenty first, and she obviously hadn't been born yet. So no. we were gonna go for you know to to be get induced. Uh, we call the hospital the day of, and they're like, "Hey, we're full." So uh, we had a couple emergencies. So. Let's as long as you don't have this baby, let's just let her cook a little bit longer, so to speak. So, you know, um January twenty eighth rolls around. Um, and we kind of like settled in for what was gonna be a long process. Like they basically told us this is gonna be like twenty four hours. Yeah. Um so we actually spent the night and then the next morning they started on Pitocin to get the ball rolling. Again, sports term or trying <laughs> That's anyway. Sad. Um And we, again, they said, hey, she's dilated at 2, it's going to be 12 hours, you know, just relax. Well, my wife started getting contractions, and as she's getting these contractions, the baby's heart rate would drop. And that's totally the opposite of what's supposed to happen, right? Like, when you have a contraction, the baby's supposed to be like, "Uh uh-oh, something's going on. Yeah. You know, elevated heart rate. So it kind of was like a roller coaster. It would, she would have a good one and then she'd have a bad one. She'd have a good one, meaning contraction with an elevated heart rate. And then again, have a bad one. So the nurse and the midwife came in and said, you know, we can sit here and monitor this for 12 more hours. um, But we kind of think that you should have this baby now. So here I am, you know, I got my diet coke i got my feet <laughs> up i'm watching sports center to f- getting on full scrubs yeah like it's go time right now right like this is gonna happen right now so you don't know, you get all so you went from a very calm kind of all right This is gonna, yeah, happen. It's gonna happen you know i'm gonna oh be a dad God, it's, happening. it's happening yeah. right now <laughs> so um She went in for the C-section, and that, I mean, everything was perfectly fine, right? Um, She's born, and again, it was a surprise. We had no idea. I had no idea. Now, flip side, my wife was thoroughly convinced. I think she cheated and found (laughs) out. Like, that's how convinced she was. Yeah. So, I'm filming her birth i've got you know one of the old kids oh, uh, yeah. you know y- you'll never see another one of these but big video cameras right and um they bring her out and she's not crying right and that to me already was kind of like a a bad sign right, right. now what she was doing was kind of thrashing her arms and legs so i knew that there was some activity going on right but she was not crying and they had a doctor there suctioning her nose and her mouth and you know just cleaning her up because they're a mess when they come out i'm just telling (laughs) you yeah no (laughs) that they're a mess (laughs) i've read yes so she's flailing and doing all this stuff but no crying and then all of a sudden i start noticing like she's turning blue like her fingers hands then her arms legs so now i'm starting to get freaked out right and the nurse standing next to me is like, she's fine, totally normal. This happens all the time. She's just having a rough little start. Everything's good. There's no breathing going on. (laughs) And eventually the thrashing stops Uh where she's totally limp. So I shut the camera off because I think to myself, could I possibly be filming my daughter's, last moments right. right so at this point a nurse rushes in and she's like you know mike babcock <laughs> in between periods get this baby out of here get her to icu i mean just starts like yeah it, it's instant we need to make things happen now so they took her to the NIC unit and eventually you know she just ingested merconium coming out right but You go, and and meanwhile, this is happening over here. And then to your right, you see your wife who has no idea what's going on because she's got a sheet in front of her so that she can't see what's going on. Right? Right. She's not had the opportunity to hold the child yet, our daughter. So, I mean, it was just very chaotic. Like, to your point now, happy ending she spent a week in the nick unit at u of m um they did phenomenal work um she is an 11 year old beautiful girl you know but yeah i mean talk about probably five scariest minutes of my (laughs) life that was it um but again you are in the best place that you can possibly be you're at a hospital hospital. she's not you know you're not having the baby in your living room yeah right hopefully right (laughs)
0: Um yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's actually uh kinda interesting. So I actually came out with a cord around my neck and I wasn't breathing and I was actually at U of M hospital and uh and they got me breathing too. Right. So, yeah, exactly.
1: The, and they we and then <laughs> that's that's two at yeah. least. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and I mean you see um in that NIC unit when you're there for that long. Like I saw kids that were a pound, like two pounds, that they say now are, you know, seven feet tall, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's it's amazing yeah, how that works, that especially truly... when there's a twin involved. It sounds like there's sometimes where there's a twin that gets, you know, more nourishment than the other. And, you know, I witnessed, you know, some of the very tiny babies during my time there that all probably grew up to be seven footers because the one doctor said to me this this twins dad is seven feet so he's probably seven feet by now oh that's amazing
0: Oh wow that's just it it's it's really incredible to think about and and i'm i know i i for one i'm so excited (laughs) to you know to go through any of this but as as you just told and um as we've talked about it's uh, it's a, a process, uh, and B, can be scary and terrifying. But um, I imagine at this point, <laughs> you're um, you're thrilled, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. With the family you've put together. And put together. That sounded weird. <laughs> Nothing I say on this one sounds quite right. But you put together. The family you drafted. Right. Uh, all number <laughs> My one My first picks, round pick. All number one picks. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> and what was, you know... Because my wife was pregnant with Ella so quick after Olivia, they recommended another C-section, right? Just because of that whole process. And, you know, her and I were joking about this last night that with Ella's birth, it was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be, right? Like, we had a scheduled appointment. We walk in, it's dimly lit. They've got, like, music playing, and there's, you know... (laughs) Just music and and aromatherapy and dimly lit. It felt like we were getting a massage, there you right? Go. And for her to be able to hold Ella right after she was born, and for her to be completely healthy right after—I mean, it was very, you know, yeah, like
0: the routine. everyone's, you know, it's good to do the routine thing right. once
1: in a while. Absolutely.
0: That's uh, and I'm, I'm glad you guys got to do that as well. Um, yeah, no, I thank you so much for coming in and, and sharing all this with us. Um, and I, I, this helped me, and I hope that anyone who might be going through this or something similar, um, you know, I, I hope it helps them too, or at least, you know, they can relate to it. Maybe in, it, there's a lot of situations, um, that can, that can result in, mm-hmm. in infertility, right? So it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, um, not every story ends the same, but I, 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 like I said, I, I really hope that people listen to this and maybe just say, okay, well it worked You're not out alone. You're not yeah. alone. And and that's, that's important. I don't, I don't know why not being alone uh, feels better. Um, but I, I know for me when, when there were other people who had gone through it again, I think it goes back to just seeing that people were okay. People ended up okay. Um, and, so I again, I, I hope that's what people get out of this, and and I appreciate you being so open, um, and and your sports uh, analogies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am trying <laughs> for sure.
0: So uh, yeah, I think we really hit it out
1: of the park today. Yeah, absolutely, it was uh, a home run.
0: So thank you, Troy, for stopping by. Um, I, come back anytime. Um, when I have something, I I by the way, I I should mention this too. So you actually brought over this um, this screwdriver set, and it's not just you know it's not one screwdriver, two screwdrivers. It is a um, it's a
1: it's a twenty three piece precision yeah. screwdriver.
0: And um and explain why you brought this to the to the people out there, because um, I this is uh, this is an amazing thoughtful gift,
1: and I appreciate it. This was something that was given to me before my daughter was born and it to me is an invaluable tool or tools because everything that you own and are about to own will require batteries will require an allen wrench will require uh all sorts of different things and you'll never be able to find the right screwdriver so i'm telling you that again Everything yeah. has a battery compartment that has the tiniest. Sc- I don't know where they get these <laughs> screws from. Like say, they it's got the
0: little star key. It's got, got star key.
1: Ups, hex. Wow. Everything. And you're going to need it. I'm telling you.
0: I, I believe you. This is, like I said, this is one of those things where, you know, I I would have never thought of this in a million years, but as soon as you gave it to me, I was like,
1: yeah, like that makes complete sense. So that's. A tip of my hat to my friend who, you know, gave that to me. I'm carrying on the tradition. You know, like I said, everything that you own is going to have these microscopic screw battery compartments. You will find, I promise you, the right screwdriver for any screw in that thing. No
0: excuses now. That's right. I can get that toy going on Christmas morning.
1: And you know what? Ask for a lot of Double A and triple-A batteries. I'm go. just letting you know. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and I honestly, I this will be something I think of for the next person I know who has a kid. So I appreciate that. All right, Troy. Well, thanks for stopping by, and like I said, we'll we'll get back together down the road, and we'll do a part two of some kind. Um, but but uh, thanks for checking us out. Laramore podcast on Twitter, on SoundCloud. Um, Troy Goal on twitter if you want to follow troy uh if you're a big miguel cabrera fan it might not be the best twitter account for you but uh <laughs> he or he jimmy does, howard yeah he does all kinds of sports analogies on twitter too so if if that's what you're into uh get into the red zone all right thanks guys